want you to put the word out there. We back up. Welcome to the I Need a Minute podcast, part of Tempia Seniors Network. We are back. I didn't even know. I didn't even know we were going to be back. But I had a feeling from the way you was messaging me during the show that I was going to get a text message to say, yo, we could podcast about this. And I think that just goes to show how good it was that you you even sent that text message at 6 a.m. What the fuck yeah. wrong with you? But um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but you went again today. Anyway, never mind. Yeah, that's what that's I what I knew. I on vacation, so I go twice. But okay, here's the thing. Yeah. Full disclosure: if you have followed 10YS since its inception, or even if you are a recent follower, listener, reader, or whatever, this is our favorite sport. Like, yeah, football and basketball and baseball and all the rest of them cool. But Game of Thrones is our favorite sport and then everything else comes after that. So if we have to give you a weekly recap or analysis of everything that happened on uh, this prequel, we are going to do that. Yeah, but this ain't, this won't be like a recap recap. In the, no, 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 no. It's just us talking things. about the shit. Like, we Can don't I to- just say, though? Like at the beginning, at the outset, you know the feeling I had at the end of this episode when it was good and it was established, and I was like, "Yo, motherfuckers, we back." It made me think of when Steph win, and he was on yeah. the Boston Celtics court, and he was like yelling in the locker room, like, "What, what, what are they gonna say now?" That was the feeling, because it was like all the shit that people talk for like the last three years, the last two seasons didn't really catch. He's like, "But you know they could bring it back." You know, like, you know, if you change, if, if the team gets healthy, you know, they could be back in the finals. And now and you have to contend with like a new young group of players with the veterans. And now what they get It was so much like, like you said, it was so much like Steph running hard on the Boston crowd. And, and yeah. it, that even made Iguodala and Draymond be like, oh, me and never seen this side of him before. But I'll take I've it never seen you act like this before. I'll take it a step further and say Game of Thrones at this point, and we know there's nothing. We don't have monoculture moments like this anymore. Game of Thrones is always the closest we come to it, right? But yeah. it reminds me of the NFL in the way that you could talk all of the shit that you want about it. You could talk about how much uh, Kaepernick affected things and people saying they weren't going to watch. You could talk about how CTE would affect things, even down to Deshaun Watson and people saying things, but it doesn't matter because on Sunday, the NFL is king and it will draw everyone in. That's what Game of Thrones is. All of them people who was talking shit for three years, you know what they were doing. They yeah, were watching thing. House of the Dragon. Also, quick aside, we, we like sports, but how quick we make a basketball and a football reference I mean, in the first five minutes of the podcast. But no, that's like completely true. Cause you would see um, people, I think like message or say, Oh, uh, you know, even after what happened last time, y'all still going to run this back and still going to watch this again. He's like, yes. yeah, yes. right now. Cause what the fuck, like what, what else are you going to do? Are you going to watch like another episode of Titans? Like, there's nothing else that has the same kind of cachet. You could see even by the first intro shots of the dragon flying to when they like came into King's Landing and they really had to show that this is the height of the Valyrians. Like, okay, the quality of the show is on a different level. Like HBO is blowing the budget on this and not everything is supposed to, not everything will end well. Not every last season will end well. Like people at the time hated Sopranos 
people still thought uh i think breaking bad is the closest that came to like yeah properly but i watch lost the... the reason like these serialized shows happen now is largely become because of loss because but loss ended awfully like but it doesn't matter it doesn't mean that you stop watching people try to produce art and sometimes they produce bad art and then they get like they go again they're like okay well like i don't stop making movies after tarantino uh fucked up with um death proof and that kind of stuff he made inglorious bastards after that that's what happens is i think everyone gets so caught up in the destination and gets so caught up in that end point that you actually forget about how great the journey was like right however you, you know how however much you fun this about- was However you feel fun. about the last two seasons, however you feel about the last two seasons, that does not denote the fact that that was an incredible ride from when we were first introduced to everybody heading to Winterfell to how things ended. Like, that that was great to me, and that's why I was locked in automatically. Like, take it back to The Sopranos. Look how long we had to wait for them to bring out a prequel movie, not even a series, but yeah. I was locked into that, and I was like, I'm not missing that, and they need to make this, they need to make this yeah. a series. Yeah, because that's what I, you do with shows that are great. You are going yeah, you, to be invested in it. What you what are you gonna do? Cry in the car? <laughs> you quit? <laughs> you just be like, like what else? What is the alternative that you're gonna do? So you mean to tell me like every Sunday you're gonna go on whatever social media you use and then complain about the show saying like, oh, this could break your heart, like blah blah blah. Yes. Who, who gives a yes. fuck? Bro, yeah. I saw people complain saying, if this was 172 years ago, then why are all the weapons and all the wardrobes the same? I'm like, nigga, what? Uh, do you know how long people use swords? Like, do you know how many ages people use swords? Literally for thousands of years. Like, what do you think was different 172 years before? Dog is dragons. Like, suspend disbelief it's a show about dragons and ice zombies but you need that to be historical. i actually so funny enough before because i tried to like not watch anything before this one of the thoughts i have was they better not try like do some like weird things with the armor to try to show the distance between where we were at then no we're good we were no we're good you don't you don't got to do that you don't got to do that they could dress exactly the same wear the same armor have the same kind of swords perfectly all right the Middle Ages lasted for a very long time. Like, not a lot changed over the course of the Middle Ages. We're fine. I, the Iron Throne should be exactly the same. And I was like, yes, that's what it should always look like. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Uh, like, what other big picture things that you want to hit uh, before we got into it? I enjoyed one of the memes, like the, you know, the one where there's a crowd in the bar and then they do like the sound of Game of Thrones coming up. I think I reposted that yesterday. And it's like, yeah, we back. And then there was a more organic one where someone took a video outside of like an apartment building in New York and looking into the windows. And at the same time, you could see the color changing on the TV because everyone was watching House of the Dragon at the exact same time. I don't think anything does that. And I mean, if you have any suggestions, I guess you can say it, but I don't think there's an intro that does that to people other than maybe the Sopranos. Yeah. But this didn't even have the intro. But the, yeah, the thing there, is, it was there on the outro, though. It was there on the outro, but like in the intro. So the intro is gonna be introduced next week. So it's like they wanted to give us like another dangling carrot to be like, no, 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 that wasn't it. Don't worry, we got you. You got, we new have mi- a Targaryen new mixtape drop. Yeah, new, new mixtape drop. New Targaryen yeah. mixtape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then you'll have to see the golden sigil, blah blah blah, or, or you know, spoiler, my bad, the red and black sigil. 
Um, but let's get into, uh, I think, the actual episode now. Other than just like, yo, this is good to be back. It's good to not have to. I smiled the whole episode. But, and really, like one at a time. Perfect. Chef's kiss. Like, don't make me binge it. Just one at a time. Every Sunday. Appointment TV. You know what I was doing to get ready for this? I was forcing myself to watch Westworld once a week. <laughs> to see what's up. Just to, just to condition your body to, to, experiencing, to, like, to, to experience like, this euphoria just once a week. Nine o'clock, I got to be alert. You can't I gotta have be too alert. much. I got to be up. But um, you streamed it or you watched it on like an app? Because uh, the app HBO, we use... HBO Max. Yeah, our app here at Crave, it immediately crashed. And it crashed for like 40 minutes. Did you hear uh, on Levitard's show? I don't know if you listened today, but Mike had a theory that HBO Max crashed their app on purpose just to say so many people are watching House of the Dragon that, oh, look, the app's not working, which I don't believe, but it's You know what that idea. is? It's, it's a, a great heady idea. play. It's it is. Play. It's, it's an incredible idea. I wish, yeah. I wish we could do something like that. <laughs> no, every time we do that, that's unintentional. Yeah, I mean, but people ain't got to know that shit. I mean, you know, see, John probably could complain about the sound on this at any point. Of course point. he will. Um, course he so, will. so like, Let's so, just, you want to just get it? You want to just get into characters? The new, because uh, it's a yeah, because like okay, because so, again, like going into this, I remember, and the, I remember how slow episode one of the original show was because you didn't, the, you had no few. idea what to expect, right? So, right, mm-hmm. even the first few, but going back and watching um, episode one of the original Game of Thrones show and. Cersei have this beehive hairdo. Um, John and Rob have like barely any facial hair. Look completely uh, different than look completely different than what than what you thought. And the show was almost completely different than what you thought um, had happened. There was like a Daenerys introduction, but it was still like like kind of iffy. But you said that you would give it another shot, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I was expecting. So my expectations for this were actually kind of low, headed in. So when it was better than that, I was like, all right, we, they got a winner here. And yeah. the, the, the showrunners they picked are the guys who directed some of the heater episodes. In That's Game what's of most important. So they and really that- knew. And they with George R. R. Martin this time. And George R. R. Martin ain't a consultant on this. He's one of the showrunners. That's why I was so confident going in. Because this is like you telling me, okay, like, I always make a joke in the group whenever Drake's dropping an album, I say, you know, I could review this beforehand. I don't actually need to listen to it, but I I know what's going on. This is like, if you tell me, okay, Drake dropping an album, but like seven of these beats from Takey. I'm like, okay, I'm in. (laughs) Because you know what? I am positive that five of them could be fire. You give me five Takey beats on an album, I'm good. So that's that's the same thing we have here. When I when you hear who who the showrunners are for this and who has the creative control of this, you know, okay, this is OG Game of Thrones right now, and we back. Let the streets know we back up. Because you know what it's like. I bet you these dudes were like, um, they knew they were better than Benioff and Weiss, but it wasn't their shot. It wasn't their show, and they can't like just usurp and take power during the show. So they just had to like kind of wait for their shot. And uh, one of the things that I also wanted to bring up was like, there were competing versions of what could have possibly been the next Game of Thrones show. So they might've done like when the Targaryens first came to Westeros and then they had like the, the conquest storyline, right? 
with Aegon and his sister wives. So they could have gone with that one because it would have been like a lot of familiar names, a lot of battles they could have leaned into. And then there was a, the, I forget the other one with uh, Naomi Watts. Um, so there were like two or three ones, but this to me was clearly the best one. Even from when they did the history and law, I said, holy shit, that's a show. Like you can't have nothing else besides that. There's so much source material to choose from. It's just which this was the best one. Because you know, you had a down year. This needed to be the one though. I felt that this needed to be the one that they did. Yeah. So they really could have gone anywhere with it. Um, I guess we have to see how it plays out, whether this was the best choice. But I think the great thing about the whole entire world of Westeros is that even if this one doesn't hit the way you think it should hit, they got more options like this is not going to stop anything and that's what i think people need to realize look at a dog hbo standing on business right now because yeah westworld was shit after the first season westworld popped right second season garbage westworld bounced right back so yeah it it can't happen we tripping over uh what was it two seasons uh no sorry we tripping over two uh two episodes of Game of Thrones, really, two that people episodes. thought was in the greatest. But you know, no, no, no. it's longer than two you episodes. Know, it's longer than two yeah, episodes. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> it was more than two. Let's say the last let's say the last two seasons, giving them that, right? But yeah. I digress. We 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 done talking about that because we got we got new shit now. We got new shit. We fucking back up. But even in that scene, the stringer bell was like, you know, we just remixed the product, just slap a new name on that bitch. Theme single one. Know, that's exact. That's exactly what they did because you did not have to know the name of who this blonde woman was with braids that was flying a dragon. You just know she was a blonde woman with braids flying a dragon. And right there, yeah. this whole first, this whole first episode was Leonardo DiCaprio and me and pointing at the TV. That's all this was. Like, Yo, recall. That's where he took her. The whole that's thing was recalled. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Anyway, so first moment, like we said, like just an amazing intro dragon scene because remember like in that first season of the original game of thrones show um there was nothing magical about that shit until the end there were no dragons it was just like talked about and they said nah we're gonna reverse this you immediately and as a function of the story they had to immediate dragons right away and then again like i said showing how um how much wealthier the city looked under targaryen rule how much cleaner it looked and then even though um, Damon had to clean it up with the, because the, he's the one who introduced the gold cloak. So let's, let's start off with like, like not even going beat through, beat, beat, uh, through the story, but who stole the show for you? Who was the, the character? Because you pick one and then I'll just pick someone else so we could, you know, try to hit everyone on the list. Uh, okay. I think the first scene stealer and the scene stealer of the entire first episode, hopefully he will be of the entire show. I got to go with Lord Corliss Valerian. Yeah, that's my guy. That's my guy. I think he's the best character on the show. He easily displays all of the characteristics of a successful person that I think has figured out everything there is to figure out in life. <laughs> There's nothing he's doing wrong. Oh, but nothing, nothing. There's nothing he's doing wrong. Every choice he's made has been the correct choice. Why, why, how, why are my locks not white? Well, I know what I could be for Halloween now. Oh, shit. Why didn't I think of that? Lucky fucking bastard. That's my guy. I also, they, they couldn't have like a, like a bald Valerian. No. <laughs> All right. Fuck you. 
no, but no, okay, no, you gotta realize the times that this exists in. Look at all the, the no, but the hair is a sign of strength. Look at all the they have infertile dudes on the show. Yeah, 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 but but the short hair people are not powerful people. Like, let's be real. wow, wow, that is fucked up. The, the um, Renera's uh, King's Guard, he's bald. Represent, and I just realized yeah, that. The, yeah, yeah dog, but he's just working. He ain't Fuck. <laughs> He's just, he's, just <laughs> he's just a guy. Yeah, he's like, just a guy. He, could, he could die tomorrow and somebody else just fill in the spot. Like it ain't no big deal. All right, no, I was just so, capping. Right. Obviously, no, I, I didn't think he was kidding. I was just gonna be like, oh, go with yeah. the whole like, isn't he Bayesian? And I knew you wanted to get into that. Yeah, so hey, get, listen, like double and points on it. After doing a deep dive into not just the character but the actor playing the character, I was like, wait, isn't he bald in real life? Yeah, he is. Motherfucker. <laughs> but, but for the purpose of fantasy is who wants to no offense. Who wants uh, to play balls? Who wants see, to play balls on TV? This is this is why we have to have stronger characters because we can just take comments like that hey, and keep pushing hey, forward. Representation matters. Y'all yeah. y'all y'all had a huge ball character in OG Game of Thrones. I mean he ain't have a dick, but you know. All right, okay, we can move on. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So I mean, that was your choice, but I think to me uh, that you saw what I posted yesterday, I think it's just one. Like the show is pushing us towards this is who you're going to like. This is who you're going to. No, I was going to say Rhaenyra. Oh, because like she's going to she's the one, the person who is going to have the crown. She's the one who is going to be the uh, have the most like direct connection to a Daenerys kind of figure and who people are going to say like. Den- is the person and in the Arya, show the two most likable characters from OG games yeah but but I think like part of the difference again I'd like trying to no spoiler this is that she's actually not like Arya nope. in a whole bunch of ways no no nope. but but I, I mean like I mean to the idea that um because of course they're trying to use this as a um well not use this but like part of the story part of George R. R. Martin's purpose was like okay this is like kind of like a, a feminist tale about like a woman not being like awarded the crown when she should have been given to but I yeah. mean like when I say that she's not like Arya I mean that Arya had like a sort of a singular purpose and like shooed away a bunch of the stuff and I think like part of the misinterpretation from this first episode is like when she says to her mother and her mother's trying to give her the story about like women having children that's what they do for the realm she's not saying that she doesn't want that what she is saying is i can do that and more she's like i can do all that shit and Arya wasn't like that and i think like that's a huge difference in between them she's saying i could be you and i could be him i don't have to choose no you took you took it to a deeper level and not saying that any of that is incorrect yes that is correct but i just mean at the most surface basic level if you know nothing about these characters and you watch this episode for the first time with your connection would be a woman existing in a man's world and playing a quote-unquote man's role existing in that space and wanting to thrive in that space that's what i mean in terms of she's she's there's a connection there to Arya. Not even saying she's like that, but the connection between those characters because Arya mm-hmm. and Daenerys had that same kind of thing. Like, I'm this woman in this man's world trying to do these things that men are I mean, doing. Cersei, I you didn't, no, 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 we're not going to do yeah. that. Okay. We're not going to yes. do, we're not yes. going to do Cersei, like, oh, Daenerys and Arya. No, no, Cersei was like yeah. actually the fucking yeah. queen. I mean, you know, 
for longer than a day. I mean, you know, a lot of strong female leads. Very progressive. That's what I'm saying. And so (laughs) is so is House of the Dragon with interracial marriage. So one time an interracial marriage. Cousins. Black cousins with white hair. (laughs) This man disbelieved people. And they're okay with this in the Middle Ages. They're okay with this. His name is Sea Snake. Yes, because because in a fantasy show, you actually don't have to put that shit in it. They could just be black. And no one on the show has to address it because it's a fantasy show. Why they wanted to though. When I thought it was coming when they dropped that king, the the queen that never was. I thought that was coming next. Uh, no, no, Otto Hightower look like you want to say nigga so bad at some Yes, I, I still <laughs> he just have that look. I don't know what it is. I just believe like, all right, he's one of them. He's one I of saw them. It was, and, and you know, you know what, you know what it's gonna be? It's gonna be in like some slick medieval way, not in the way that we know it, but they'll probably No, no, no. Say like George R. R. Martin have to invent a slur specifically yeah, that, for Game of Thrones. And be like, what? That's how they used to talk. I don't probably say something like his skin is like ash or something no what am i all right what are my favorite ones in regard him was like not idris elba targaryen (laughs) i was like yes yeah here we go but all right so like it this they're obviously setting up uh setting her up to be i think like the star the pivotal point of the show but the thing about this story is that this is in uh george r R. martin says that this is i think kind of the most complex story in that all the characters are like great. Like none of them are like Ned Stark was perceived or even where Sansa was perceived where Sansa had a lot of trauma happen to her. So we would excuse all of the actions that she did. This is like a fight for power strictly. And it basically without spoiling it turns into a nuclear war. (laughs) That's what what they do on the show. Cause the dragons obviously like are supposed to represent that. And even in, in introducing Rhaenyra, and yes, we're setting her up to be the star. And do we want to say just the star or do we want to say protagonist? Because if she's the protagonist, then we're already setting up, I think, oh, for yeah. Alicent and the other side to be yeah, the antagonist. Because yeah, yeah. Clearly, clearly what they wanted to show is that they are close in this relationship, but that is going to have to splinter just based on family loyalty and so, all right oh, we're on the high towers that's going already we, we, we gotta go with auto high towers next time this the show, I think. Yo. <laughs> the slimiest man since uh requiem for a dream i think that was the last time i felt that lester <laughs> like, like, yes yeah like yes. yo yo don't do it don't do a close-up of him <laughs> like no like that shit was slimy the line that will live forever is mm wear one of your perhaps wear one of your mother's dresses and like to say it without looking up from writing just like you know put that on like you already telling her what to do right telling her what to wear i mean did did they just she came and wearing that dress and he's like nah not that one if that that scene continued my my next thought is well what else he was coaching on what to wear and how to do did comfort you tell him. her how to do things? Go comfort the king. And think about it. Hold on, being the king in that scenario when this gal comes into your room, your uh that your hand's daughter brings you a present because you're obviously grieving during that time. But you know, after you have a nice conversation, 
wouldn't you be like, I mean, you and you're a little long. What's, what's the purpose of your visit for real, for real? And she, you know, repeatedly goes back. Otto wasted no time. Otto yeah. could not wait for those bodies to be burnt, for him to call a meeting to figure out the next heir and make sure it ain't Damon, and two, to get his daughter in the king's chambers. Stand up performance. That man was on go mode, bro. Right away. And I love how him and Damon is on site. No matter what, is on site at any point. And I can't wait until they explain why they hate each other so much. He crippled his son in the first episode. Wasted no time. So immediately when they introduced Damon and just the way he was slouched on Iron Throne, like automatically giving off that... I'm a rebel system. I said, yeah, he's not going to be the antagonist in this. Like there, he's not going to be the villain just because it was establishing him being cool already. And then they just built on that foundation of cool. Like, yeah, he obviously cheats because that's what he did when he was losing at, at, uh, at the joust. And then what was interesting is they let him. Lose. I mean, I don't know. I don't know joust rules. That's cheating. Yeah, that's cheating. Oh, okay. I actually didn't know. I thought you could do that, and no one just did it before. That 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 seems like wait. That seems like that has to be cheating. Like that doesn't. I don't know. Make I thought like I... if the only rule is get the other guy off the horse, I feel like you could do anything. Well, I feel like everyone would just do that. Then why would you ever attack the guy? I would always take out the horse's legs. Oh, I mean, quote unquote honor, but like, is it considered cheating? Like, remember, uh, what's the uh, uh, guy's name, man? Fuck, I even forgetting everyone from Game of Thrones. Oh. Tyrion's but Braun. Braun would just like, no, I would like you and your fancy suit, you and your fancy armor. Yeah, I'll just kill the horse. What I learned about uh, the joust that I didn't know before, I thought once you got off the horse, that was the end of it. I did not know that there was a second part of jousting where you could say, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. You could could end it there at getting knocked off your horse, or you could be like, I want to get it back in blood. And then that's Damon do. And they'll still have to carry the L to new handsome guy, Christian Cole. How you can let someone yeah. out handsome you and take your gal. That's, that's a rough it's one. Tough. Um, did How long did you think it was going to be until we had one a nude scene or someone got, well, I didn't think one would be chopped off, but I know there was going to be a sighting. Oh, before, like there was going to be a dick pic in Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, they just want to pause this part of it. Cause like I thought that they were gonna show Damon's dick. And I was like, they could yeah. show Doctor Who's dick on the screen. And they yeah. didn't do it. They just like, oh, blanket and then turned him around. Um, but there were I think news articles saying that this Game of Thrones or this iteration of it would have less nudity. And they were like, nah, not in episode one. But yeah, this but actually hangs out with the horse. Like that's yeah, his thing. Yeah, he yeah. They, they couldn't. He doesn't act like royalty. Yeah, and um, the other thing was that there was going to be less uh, gore, but they can't do that on this show. This was very gory. Between and the way they intercut, like the uh, the, the delivery of the gold. Oh. No, the I'm saying the way they intercut the delivery with the jousting, right? Oh. oh. And you know how this is a thing. Uh, One of the things in Hollywood is that people could get, watch people get shot all day and think nothing of it. Uh And this was very intentional. What they did is they had guys head get bashed in 
over and over again and showed their faces being hollowed out. But that, when they put it uh, intercut with the pregnancy, with the delivery, to make it seem like these are both the same things happening, but you're only reacting in a negative way to one of them. <laughs> like a guy just got his face smashed yeah. in. But like, this is the other part is like the part that's going to get talked about uh, more so. And now very intentional because they, they Game of Thrones kind of always does that kind of uh kind of tells a story that way where everything you're seeing or, or that you're watching and again this is why the process is good is everything that you're watching is like a commentary on something else and when it hits it's its peak moments that's what it does so well yeah yeah but knowing the story like we do i'm trying to say this without spoilers right knowing the story like we do I don't think this is going to be the end of the gory, the gory scenes. Cause I no, would no, say no, had, no, I said, yeah, I don't think so either. I, yeah. I think it keeps going. Yeah. Cause you had, you had the three very pivotal gory moments in this, which were key to the storytelling. Now, whether they're, whether they, the only one that I thought was, ab was absolutely necessary was showing how Damon led the gold close to dismembering um, the people of the criminals of King's Landing because it was showing you how far he <laughs> what, did what, they what, just cause? How far he's because <laughs> no, see no was, investigation I mean like I was confused at the beginning of that absolutely lying yeah, I, I was confused at the beginning of that scene because it looked like they were just running down on people. <laughs> there was yeah, no, was, there's no law and order SVU. Out, they just pointing people out like murderer, thief, <laughs> rapist. <laughs> I was like, okay, what? You could just be a random dude sitting there and that, that happened. But no, it was it was immediately showing you right away. Oh, you moving your mic, John Aragno? Say, don't do that. Sorry, it was immediately yeah. showing you right away why Rye Otto had such concern about Damon being in charge of anything because it was like, all right, your first real responsibility, look how unhinged you are. Like, like y'all just chopped up people and uh, no, carted away two piles that's of lips. The thing now, that's the high tower beef. That's not his first responsibility. That's like his fourth one because every job yeah. Damon had. Otto Hightower would go to the king and be like, I mean, I don't know if he really cut out for this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like you got to get him out of here. So this was his, I think, like, third thing, because he was, like, the master of laws at some point, and then he had another position, and finally they gave him the city watch. And master of coin. So, you, I mean, we know what he's spending it on. Um, yeah. And then I think we have to talk about, because uh, staying with, with Damon and still in the area of the Hightowers, we have to talk about your favorite... Um, your favorite line from the show. Do you not know what My your favorite, favorite line was? Auto Hightower being a creep. Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. No, it was my favorite line from the show. I forget that was yours. No, my favorite line was again. Was it the Dracarys recall? No, it was air for a day. Do oh, you know? Wait, <laughs> hey, dog. I don't know if you ever seen the. Um, I don't, I don't think it's Bad Girls Club. It was like with one of them reality TV stars, and I saw this on Twitter, where this girl is like crying about uh, or having a breakdown about the abortion she had. And one of the girls mumble under her breath, damn, double homicide. And I think saying someone's kid who died is an heir for a date is up there. So in, in the books, right? 
he actually it's left ambiguous as to whether he actually said it but all they that's known that yeah all that's known is Otto Hightower went to the king and like snitched on him saying he had three witnesses these are people who can corroborate the story are coming to you with all these facts and the fact that the king didn't kill him right then mm-hmm. I was I was like damn like how, like there's no bounce back from that but it, they had to do show something to show why the king would be so angry that he has to give it to his daughter. Yeah, and it it showed so much about their relationship right there because everything came pouring out in that moment. Like, and I think um, Viserys is you could tell like he's a he's a troubled king with not just like the weight of the realm, but obviously we're introduced to him at a point where his family is falling apart. Like he, he's not going to get the air that he always wanted. And then his, his wife died, everything's crumbling around him. But at the same time, he has to defend one of the only two real family members he has left. So as much as everyone else may get down on Damon, like you saw when they called the meeting right away, he was standing up for him. Right. And yeah. so to hear he says to hear he said something like that, Viserys did the only thing that he could do in that moment, and that was send him away because we both know the punishment should have been worse than that. But he's yeah. he's not going to do that to him. And then, Deshaun Watson. And then Damon Damon didn't even deny it. He used that as a launch pad to talk the about pop. how. Otto Hightower is this shitty person that is going to infect his rule and destroy everything. Like he yeah. just used that to talk about to talk about Otto and then to say you are showing weakness. And even, nah, even he didn't now, just say you showing weakness. He's like you weak. Yeah, and they know it. But even the fact that even the fact that he didn't kill him could be perceived as a sign of weakness from the rest of the council, not from not from my boy White Locks but from this evil ass auto high tower. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. I think that was that, to me, that was definitely the most powerful scene. And it, 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 I think it set the, set the tone for how their relationship is going to shape everything that is to come afterward. So, you know, uh, where an actor has to outwardly show like that big bold display of emotion, like when they do like an angry scene like that, that you can yeah. just, it's almost like you can see the acting, but when it's done well, you can still see the acting, but you say, damn, that actually got me. Like, I believe the king was this angry about it. And I think also part of his anger came about um, what he said to uh, his daughter when he's telling her she's now going to be the heir, is that he actually didn't, part of the reason he didn't want her to be the heir is because he knows how hard this is going to be and how, you know, and I think most of Game of Thrones is like, yeah, you could want this, but this is a fucked up job to have. And yeah. uh, the, the last thing about, I'm sorry, about um, the Damon scene where he is alleged to say the line about air for a day is that he made people stop mid-orgy to give this speech. And there was a dude mid-fuck of this girl and then just all stayed all there and froze. Turn. All he did all was he did turn. turn. <laughs> Great. Right. Awesome. Lots of thoughts. Awesome. He's just like mentally engaged. And how long was his toast? 
he wanted that toast or that speech to end so quickly. Like, what? Think about wait, wait, how wait. did he do? Like Lil Johnson, <laughs> keep the motion going. I was trying to think of what's the best way to put this. Like, uh, maybe he was too. But, but think about how engaged you have to be in what you're doing. Yeah. The fact that you was like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not exiting. I'm not turning and looking <laughs> in this direction. I'm not covering up. I'm not doing any of that. I'm going to stay right here. And hopefully this toast ends as quickly as possible. And we can get back to the regularly scheduled program. Because right now we are in a groove. And I cannot yeah. lose this groove. Not for yeah. anything. Not for the new yeah. heirs of the realm. Not for anything but death. I, you know what? He was willing to die on that groove. So that leads me to believe that that is the highest earner in that place. Yeah. No, I mean, there was another one. There was another one who was who was built different on the side. Like, he's here for like five seconds, but you could tell. Boy, uh, in baseball performance. All right, let's see. uh, Let's see. uh, Yeah, I was going to say, must come back. That's a must never leave right now. (laughs) I hope she becomes a recurring character on the show. Let's see uh, what else we got to address uh, again. Cause like this, this show is almost even more difficult to podcast about because you know, like some of the stuff that'll happen. Uh, one of the things I want to say, like, don't worry, the light-skinned children will have lines and will have a lot to do in this episode. I mean, in this season, but how do you think they're going to play out with the time jumps? Because we also, we know that there's a, a older version of the characters um, at least for Rhaenyra, for example. Yeah. So is the next episode going to be focused on them and then they, are they going to go back and forth to kind of show the story and then we all end up seeing it kind of like coalesce to, yeah. uh, to a certain point? Like how are they going to move forth with that? That I don't know. And I'm kind of interested to see when they kind of make that switch. That's an interesting, that's an interesting thought. Um, you could have the victors or the survivors of what's to come giving flashbacks and and telling them that's always an easy storytelling trope for a survivor mm. to tell the story of what happened because so much of westeros is the older generation telling the stories and keeping the history alive so that's yeah. that's an easy way to do it with any history telling format but people use right. that but so i, a lot I of- think i think they go through it um in chronological order though i think they go through it organically all right but a lot of this entire Game of Thrones thing is that history is never quite accurate. And even yeah. this story is based on an unreliable narrator. And everything George R. R. Martin was doing in the original show in The Song of Ice and Fire was based on all these things you thought you knew about history, even down to um, uh, the, the rape of Lyanna Stark, right? Which caused all this war. That was based on a false truth, but the story got told a certain way. And to the victors, Robert was a king and a hero. To the Targaryens, he was a usurper, right? So everything we know about history is kind of colored through a certain lens. And that's always repeated in the show. And that's why even if they're going back and forth, it's going to be based on whose perspective are they going to rely on. And I also think like so much of this show and so much of how they advertise it showed both actors in different timelines that I don't think they can actually go in just a straight, um, straight, at least I don't think so, because I feel like you got to get that act. You got to get them reps early enough 
in the so show. Otherwise, based, don't you, yeah, don't show that actor because so now you're based on mm-hmm. on whether on whether you look at it through the red and black prism or through yeah, the or the greens. Prism. Yeah. So yeah, if you even feel like that's a spoiler. I mean, it's not because they do kind of still have the colors going right yeah, now. They don't, but like, they, they, don't, they don't get called the red and blacks versus the greens until later. Like, this yeah, is a real gang war that's about to happen. Yes, <laughs> with actual like, colors and people walking the street. It's no different than actual. It's no different than actual politics. Like, all of it is the same. I'm there's probably there's an auto high tower somewhere walking around Nassau who told his daughter she should wear one of your mother's dresses. I'm certain that happened. I know it did. <laughs> on that note. All right. The, one, one more. One more good scene, though. Um, the fan service scene. We got to talk about this, which I call George R. Martin a piece of shit for. So, I, so, much of, uh, so much of Game of Thrones is then having these deep conversations in front of these dragon skulls. Yeah. <laughs> like all the time everyone in king's landing who have power who could like stand in front of her, be like we have an important um an important matter to get to let's discuss this in front of the dragons so in that scene after she is like named the heir and the music is starting to swell and that was a real like we back moment steph just hit uh logo three just to know y'all getting the fuck up out here all the rest of television um then he goes and tells her one part of the reason he didn't want her to be king is because, I mean, queen, is this job is so difficult. Everyone is going to come for you. And the second thing is he speaks about, which no one knew before. So no people who read the books did not know this. People who you could have watched every video. You didn't know this, but he basically said the Targaryens had um, a, a dream. One of the Targaryens, I forget which one right now, had a dream basically describing the song of ice and fire or that like winter was coming and that part of part of what they're trying to preserve is that a targaryen must be on the throne or else humanity will be eliminated george r R. martin doesn't tell anyone this has not finished his book and then just drops this gem that i'm sure the other showrunners would have loved to have in the first episode of this show and shows the very weapon that killed the night king in the same scene Tremendous performance. Music starting to swell. That's when you knew we all the way back in. You just you needed you needed to hear the music. You needed you needed the recall. It was like the if we're keeping stats, that was like the fifth or sixth Leo DiCaprio meme moment. And I I feel like it's it was okay for him to just be for him to just be shameless with it. Because if you shamelessly recall and connect people to to OG Game of Thrones, nobody has a problem with it. No, we love that shit. I think that's I think that's what people want. Yeah. No, I I, I wanted that. And I was. It's not that uh, it's not cheesy, but if it's cheesy and it still works, it just works, and you it's like okay. it anyway. It's you, okay. You like you like Top Gun. There's no there's no problem with being cheesy. Because that I mean, works sometimes. Did, I mean, I mean, did you watch Top Gun? Yeah, it's cheesy. But and it worked. Oh, okay. All right. I thought she was gonna say something incorrect again. Cheesy doesn't I, always have to have a negative. No, no. I, I remember the last Tom Cruise shit that you said. That was just like blasphemous. But we can move on. We don't have to talk about that right now. We don't have to talk about that right now. Um. Yeah. I. I, I just. I, this happened to be back. This is good. 
Feels good. I got nothing else. I don't even know how to end podcasts anymore. I don't have an outro.